this is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Podcast. Feels like only yesterday that we were concluding the 2021-22 campaign, and yet here we are. One round of fixtures already completed in the new season, and we eagerly prepare for Saturday's opening home match of 2022-23 as London Scottish head to town on Saturday. We've organised a fantastic family fun day to make sure everyone is kept entertained both on and off the field. Simply head to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets to secure your places at Goldenton Road and get behind the boys as we target a return to winning ways. In a little while, we're going to hear from the newly appointed captain of Bedford Blues, which is Alex Day. But first, let's hear from our top point scorer last term, which is Will Maisie and the close performance analyst, Jake McKenzie. Well, boys, good to have you with us. Let's crack straight into things. London Scottish on Saturday, first home championship game, the new campaign at Goldenton Road. Will, how much are you looking forward to getting back out on the paddock here at Goldenton Road on Saturday? Yeah, I think uh, I think the whole squad's pretty excited to be back here, to be honest. Um, it's been a long time since we heard the roar of the crowd. So, uh, yeah, we're very excited to get started and, and hopefully... Um, a few wrongs right from the weekend. Yeah, I guess the way you would describe Blues at the moment is kind of like a wounded animal. You're obviously hurt from Friday night's game. Um, what do you feel from the playing perspective that we need to do differently to make sure that we get a positive result on Saturday? Uh, I mean, we didn't showcase Bedford Blues way very well on Friday night. So uh, I think it's just going back to basics and, and doing what we're good at. And and hopefully uh, with the crowd behind us, we can you know create a bit of chaos and, and, uh, and enjoy ourselves and, and that reflect on the performance. London Scottish didn't have a great season last year. They've obviously got a similar strategic partnership that we've got with Northampton Saints. They've done it with Harlequins. They didn't get off to a good start to the season either on Saturday. Um, what's your thoughts about them heading to Goldenton Road on Saturday? I think they're going to be a different kind of animal to what they were last season. Uh, they're going to be a lot more structured. They're going to be a, a lot tougher than they were. They're, they were still not a bad side last year. And I think they're only going to be even better this year. So... We've got to prepare properly this week and make sure that um, you know we're at our best and 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 flying into them this this Saturday. And actually, last season at Goldenton Road, when London Scottish came here, everyone was predicting, "Oh, we're going to win this game. This is going to be brilliant." Took us to the 79th minute to win the game. So I guess you can't rest on your laurels. It doesn't matter what team you're playing, whether it's Ealing, whether it's Coldy, whoever. You have to be on it every minute to get a result in 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 the championship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think last year it showed that anyone can beat anyone on any day. So um, there's no easy games in this league and and that'll be the same again this Saturday. We'll have to be at our best to to make sure we come over the win and, and that's hopefully what we're going to be doing. You'll know more than most from your previous clubs and when you've got promoted into the championship and that kind of things, how, how crucial a solid home record is. We've wanted to make Goldenton Road a fortress, obviously. Hasn't been the best calendar year so far. If you look from our first game in January against Amptill, we've only won once at home so far this calendar year. I think it's eight games, one win. What do we have to do differently to make sure that our form at home is usurped in the second half of the calendar year? It's a lot of it's the bit of consistency and... Uh... And yeah, it's playing for 80 minutes. A lot of the times in those games that you mentioned, we're actually winning for, for large parts of those games and then didn't put the 80-minute performance in and, and we've not come away with the right results. So um, yeah, it's about, we've got to make sure we're on it from, from minute one to minute 80 and and even beyond that. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be about consistency for the whole 80 minutes this, this year. Quite a lot of the squad have mentioned that about how we can't just show the Bedford away in glimpses. What have you done differently 
in pre-season training to make sure that that is a focus? Yeah, we work really hard in pre-season. Uh, the coach did a great job, to be fair. Um, they've given us everything we've we've needed. So uh, there's there's no complaints from the from the playing squad side. We've just now got to put that one onto the pitch. And the sport's about momentum. And, and sometimes in games, you're not going to have momentum. Uh, but it's about finding a way to get back to to having that momentum in your in your side. Uh, and yeah, we've we've we're doing all our analysis. We're doing everything that we need to do. We've now got as players put that one onto the pitch. The target is always two and a half thousand through the gates at Goldenton Road for a home fixture. If you had to give a rallying call to supporters to come through the gates, family fun day, first home championship game, first time to see the return of Michael Le Bourgeois in a competitive fixture, what is your message to the supporters who are maybe dubiously thinking about whether to come on Saturday or not? I mean, come down. We're going to try and uh, make sure it's enjoyable for everyone. I mean, we'll have smiles on our faces and, and hopefully you do the same. And if that's not enough, then you're going to get to see Bouge in action. What more do you need? What more would you want? Jake, I'll bring you into the conversation. Part of Mike Rea's coaching squad for the 2022-23 campaign. I guess the first thing that supporters will be thinking is, how do we do things differently to Friday night? Because it didn't go very well for us. What have you and the coaches sort of initially made of that game? What points are you firstly focusing on? And what do we need to do differently on Saturday? Unfortunately, there was a number of things that didn't go away on Friday night. So it's having those conversations with the coaches and putting the numbers in front of them so they know what's what's gone wrong. And there was some good stuff in there as well. So it's not all doom and gloom, but we know what we need to implement this week. So we're ready for Scottish on Saturday. Yeah, I was sat quite closely to you at uh, Butts Park Arena we were chatting throughout the game about different things you've obviously sent me a, a stat sheet that I've obviously laid eyes on there's 20 30 different sort of figures you do a great job with that what are the key ones that you think the supporters should be looking at from both a positive and a negative perspective I think based on Friday night I think those who were there at the Butts Park Arena will know that our handling wasn't upstanding for Bedford Way that's got improved and I know Mike will draw it into everyone this week and just that Penalty count, Will, I guess you can jump back in. Obviously, you've spoken about momentum. We had that. We were 8-0 up. Concede a lot of penalties, go down to 13 men. We do find a way back into the game at the end. But it kills you, doesn't it, conceding that amount of penalties? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think statistically it shows that you concede more than... Well, we conceded probably double what we should be conceding. Um, You're not going to win games of rugby with with stats like that so um yeah it's something we're gonna to have to change this week and, and fingers crossed uh you know we'll, we'll all be there to do that yeah i think it's 23 penalties that we conceded at butts park arena um jake i guess you can give us the sort of coach's pers- perspective of that what at an elite level of rugby is the sort of maximum penalties that you can concede to have a successful performance ideally our target is to concede less than 12 in a game that's the for championship level, we believe. That's where we should be at. It was 23 on Friday night, which isn't good enough, quite simply. But we know a lot of them were our own fault. They weren't forced on us. They were just our own errors. So we know that putting them right is not going to be too challenging. Yeah, well, how easy is it to eradicate those errors? Because a lot of them happened as Coventry set up a driving mall. That was kind of the last five minutes. Handling errors, see, they're slightly different to penalties. Offside was for a couple of them. Is it as simple as just going out on the park during the week and changing them? Is it a mentality change? Is it a team change? How do you change change those things? Uh, there's a number of factors, really. Um, I mean, fair play to commentary. They they got them all sorted and uh, they got momentum from that and, and the referee rewarded them for what they were doing. So um, on another day, 
another referee, you never know what decision will be made. But uh, in this instance, Kov Kov did it right, and and they're rewarded for it. Um, so yeah, we need to be just a bit more diligent in what we're doing. And you know, in heat of the battle, sometimes you do you make errors. That it happens. Um, we just got to make sure that we're a bit more controlled um, in what we're doing. And yeah, like I mean, even with those handling errors, again, you know, errors that happen. Everyone makes errors. Everyone makes mistakes. It's just making sure that we're not doubling up on that. And, and once one's made, it's about turning our next one into a positive. Flip the stats on its head. What were the positives to take from Friday's game? I think we did really well to score three tries, considering how badly we played and showed the bettered way to everyone who was there. It wasn't how we want to play, but we still did score three tries, which I'd take that as a positive. I'd like to think we can build on that next Saturday. From my perspective, um, we actually didn't kick too badly when we did kick. Um, we got ourselves in some decent areas on the pitch at times. Um, yeah, it's just about converting a couple more of those chances into points. Uh, and then, yeah. We're going to cross over and uh, hear from the captain, Alex Day now. We'll, we'll rejoin you uh, in a moment. Will, can you maybe just um, sign us into that section with the captain? Um, how did he do on his first outing on Friday night, leading you boys with his team talk and all that kind of stuff? No, he did a good job. I mean, look how fast we started. Um, so something obviously worked. Uh, we scored within a minute. So um, boys are ready, boys are prepared. Daisy did a great job of that. Um, and yeah, he's, he's a good leader. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to play in the league. Alex Day, Bedford Blues captain. How good does that sound? Sounds pretty good. In fairness, it's my fault. I've made you do a lot of media interviews so far since that announcement. It it's probably 14 days ago, I've made you do about 15 different interviews. Um, the word you always mention is pride. Uh, not that I want you to replicate that answer again, but you are extremely proud to be captain of this club. Yes. Um, Honoured, really. It's obviously, uh, you know, sitting in this room and looking at all the old pictures and, and trophies and it is a club steeped in, you know, heritage and... and, and um, you know, it's well known around the around the country and the British Isles. Um, so yeah, to be asked to be named as captain was um yeah, was a massive honour. And yeah, one I'll try and um to fulfil to the best of my ability. Yeah, a club with a lot of history, as you say, three British and Irish Lions, 43 fully international capped players. And as we look here in the Larry Webb room, trophies of nearly 140 years worth of history. How sort of motivated are you to put your own stamp on this club? Yeah, I think you, you've got to be careful that you don't try and reinvent the wheel. Bedford's Bedford's a really a big community club and obviously the brand of rugby that Bedford play is quite well known um, around the country. And, you know, if I were to come in and try and change all that, then, you know, I wouldn't last long. So it's um, it's not necessarily trying to put my stamp on things. It's just... Trying to lead well, first and foremost, on the pitch. Give my experience. Obviously, played a fair bit in this league and try and impart that on the field. Um, and to be honest, yeah, I think, obviously, Mike jokes, but, you know, I speak to refs for a fair bit in the game. So, now I can officially do it instead of being told to go away from the refs. So. This club has waited too long for a trophy. I think it would be fair to say supporters would agree with that. 2005, great day at Twickenham. You're obviously a big football fan. It's more spoke, spoken about in football, but to get your hands on some silverware and lift it here with us at Goldenton Road, that's the main aim, I guess, to get silverware in your hands for this club. Yeah, I mean, it would be massive. Um, obviously, there's the way the league is, there's obviously only the 
the actual league and and the cup competition, which which we can realistically go for. Look, there's obviously the powerhouses that are ailing that did the clean sweep, so it is incredibly tough. I mean, I suppose it's quite a generic answer, but you you, you really do have to take game by game. Obviously, once once this block of um, championship games comes to an end, you reassess where you're at. Okay, you know how how do we get on? How are we getting on? Then obviously we've got a block of cup games where you know it almost gives you a new lease of life and you can really fly into that so yeah the dream is to win all games and that leads the trophies so obviously we didn't start great last week but the best thing is it's the it's one game and it's not we're not you know talking about this in five or six months hopefully so yeah long story but that is um, that is the aim to get on hands on silverware how we do that we just have to take it game by game and, and see where we're at come the come the final stages. You've been in lots of different environments throughout your career in terms of that balancing act between league, cup, when you were at Saints, you would have had the LV Cup as well, all those kind of things. A lot of the players here talk about that game by game mentality. How easy is it to actually do that? Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, we've got this game. I want to play this game. I want to play that game. How do I play that game? Don't get injured in this one so I can play that one. And those kind of things. Like, How easy is it? Everyone says go game go game by game, but how easy is it actually to do that? Yeah, I suppose when people say game by game, it's probably a bit of a media front, if I'm honest. Obviously, yeah, you, you do have your, your sights set on bigger picture. I'd be lying if I said that, that I wasn't. But obviously, look, for us right now, that our next game is the biggest one because of the way we performed last week. So, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we, we eye up certain fixtures you, you, every human in the sport does. But definitely, especially for me as a captain this year, it's really targeted home games, if I'm honest, because our home form last year was pretty average and... You know, it's well it's well renowned that we've got probably the best support in the league. And to I don't know what the percentage was of home wins, but not to fulfil that and really make it a fortress is a bit criminal, really. So that they'll, you know, to be honest, every home game I'm definitely targeting a win. Obviously, we want to win every game, but when you have teams that are full time and got squads of 40, 50, the the reality is it is very difficult. And especially sometimes, you know, we have a lot of changes last minute which is, is what it is which crack on but home home form uh, is definitely what I'm targeting we've just heard from Will Maisie actually who made a really good point he said about home form wasn't great in the calendar year 2020 to this point but the point he made was we were winning most of those those games Cornish Pirates in the league and cup with 12 points clear get it snatched snatched away from us right at the end mm. game similar to that is that how close we are to making this a fortress? That it's those minor little details that we've got to get right? Yeah, well, as I said, I think there was probably only a hand, you know, maybe less than a handful of games last year where we were well beaten. The one that sticks out is Ealing at home and probably Hartbury at home. The rest of them, we're in the game, you know, like, like Maisie said, that um, the ones here, you know, well, Pirates, all Pirates games, I think we've been right in it I remember away we were leading 16 points and we threw that away so yeah it's definitely got to be a mindset shift in terms of no one goes away in this league you think you think teams are done they're not Um, so I think everyone in the squad you know especially 
guys coming on have to understand what their role is and you know the the guys that are fortunate enough to start you know we we've got to really drive that home and 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 not give teams easy points is what we've done and try and you know because we we can score tries that's not an issue um and to be fair we're looking like our defense has actually been pretty good so far under Bouge. um it's just the discipline and that's ultimately what lets teams in um and you know what happens once they're in our 22 they're more and yeah it's hard to stop so yeah it's a mentality shift that the game's not won after 50 60 minutes it's it literally is an 80 minute game um and if we can get get that in then we'll be a, we'll be a good team supporters listening to this podcast have just heard a debrief from Jake about the stats pack for Friday's game you've obviously seen that stats pack as captain, what are the main things you've taken out of that stats pack, both from a positive and a negative perspective? Yeah, I think from a positive, our, our you know, not even looking at the stats, but our defence is very good. We're, we're our scramble work, teams aren't busting us through the middle, um, which which is a credit to boys who are wanting to work for each other, uh, put bodies on the line. Again, as I said, we know our attack when, when we're on it can fire um, and we can score from anywhere. The, the most disappointing thing is, is our discipline. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing it, but we give, what, 22, 23 penalties and three yellow cards. I've, I've never been involved in a game where you're going to win. Um, and only to lose by eight, you know, says that if we cut that down at half, which it should be, we will win a lot of games. So, yeah, obviously we've got a meeting in a bit. I'll be making that point. I'm sure Mike's, well, everyone knows the areas that we need to sort out. I think it was nine offsides, which is absolutely criminal. Um, and yeah, we'll be we'll be sorting that out for definite and uh, yeah, see where we get to. I guess the beauty of stats is that you've got time to analyse them, you've got time to make them in many cases. What was your immediate reaction? Final whistle goes, Butts Park Arena, we've gone there, Friday night opening championship fixture, come away with z- zero points. What was your immediate reaction when you knew you'd probably have to give a little speech that followed Mike and that kind of things about what your game was? What, what was your instant reaction? My instant, my, yeah, straight after the whistle, I was just angry because we didn't give a version of ourselves, which we know we, we've been building towards. We we didn't really even fire a shot, if we're honest. Um, and that comes from, it's very demoralising when you get in a pen, you, you give two or three in a way and you're under your sticks you know there's individuals in there which you know myself included need to sort that out set piece ones alert I don't know much about the set piece but it's in the hands of the referee so sometimes they go your way sometimes they don't um yeah so anger uh disappointment probably because as I said we've had a really good pre-season and you know everyone was saying how well we did against Saints but ultimately doesn't mean anything if you can't back it up a week later. And I think that was our challenge last year. And we seem to have started the same way. But as I said, luckily, it's the first game and and we're not five, six months into the season. So we'll be working hard to put that right and and, um, collectively cut down those penalties, which you'll win, will hopefully win more games than we lose. It doesn't feel like this is a rip it up, go back to the drawing board kind of moment because we've done so many good things in preseason we've had a real good 10-week block this almost feels like a blip in the road it's not a constant you've got three training sessions this week one of which in about 20 minutes 
what do you work on in those three sessions? Because Mike always talks about strengths becoming super strengths, but you have to work on the negatives when you've only got three training sessions uh, to put things right. Look, we'll we'll talk heavily tonight about the weekend, what's just gone. Um, if you dwell on things, you know, I've, I've been in teams where you're still talking about last week, two days before the next game. You have to, we have to have a good, honest chats tonight. Uh, hold hands up if you think, you know what, yeah, that's, I did that wrong, um, which is the only way you can go. If you start being nicey-nicey about things, you're not going to get anywhere. So, yeah, we'll have a good, honest meeting now. Um, we'll say what needs to be said. And look, we're only trying to get better. There's no there's no naming and shaming. Look, I did, you know, if I did something wrong, I'll hold my hand up and say, look, I messed that up. It won't happen again. So it's all a learning. And I think the best thing is we'll talk about it tonight. We'll move on. And because of the penalty count, you know, and, and the silly errors we made, it's so fresh that I guarantee it won't happen again this week. Now, the, the challenge for us is to, in three or four weeks' time, not repeat that. Um, and, you know, as, as we try and say, if you can keep your penalty count to maximum 12, you'll, you'll do pretty well in the game. So, yeah, we'll have a good chat Good chat now, uh, an honest one. Um, and then we'll move on and we'll um, we'll, we'll look at Scottish and, and get ready for the weekend. Yeah, it would be unjust of us not to talk about the visitors on Saturday, London Scottish come to Goldenton Road, probably in a sense like we are, which is a wounded animal from the opening weekend. So they're not going to be an easy test on Saturday. No, we um, they said we had a, we had a meeting a few weeks ago about games, which you know some games in this league are easy to get up for your your top four teams, your Donnies, your because you know what's coming. Uh, these are the ones, especially at home, as I, as I said, we have to turn up for. You know, subconsciously, you can think about last year. They're completely different. I've watched some of their games. They beat Edinburgh away, um, which had internationals in. Um, they actually played some really good stuff against Nottingham. I know the scoreline doesn't doesn't look that way, but they're, they're playing a lot better than they were last year. So, yeah, if we if we go in with an attitude of ah, oh, we 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 won twice against them last year, we'll come unstuck, and this is the where this group needs to let go now. And in terms of talking home form, like this is a must win. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing everything to make that happen. Well, Daisy, it's been great catching up, I'm sure. Particularly with your new role, we'll be uh, speaking a lot more throughout the season. Um, but best of luck on Saturday and uh, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Welcome back to the Blues podcast. Well, boys, the supporters may not know that there is a reason that I've got you two together. It's not just I wanted one coach and one player. There's a reason I got you together. You do happen to work together at this club and outside of the club as well. Um, Will, maybe you can just lead us in to that. Um, what is it that you sort of get up to outside of uh, the gates here at Goldenton Road? Yeah, well, first of all, when you asked us both to do it together, I was absolutely fuming because I spend enough time with him now. And I was hoping to spend yeah, a little yeah. bit less, but... You've made me have another half an hour with him, so cheers for that. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, um, yeah, so we work for Reception, which is a digital marketing agency. Um, we both started off in the outreach team. Um, I actually re uh, recommended Jake to the role. Um, yeah, there's some perks around that as well, otherwise I definitely would have asked him. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's a great place to work. We absolutely love it there. Uh, it's a great culture and 
they're supporters of the blues as well so it fits in perfectly with, with what we're doing yeah and i guess it means you drive to work drive to training drive to matches together i guess it's quite intense um jake also likes working with will and seeing him for 24 7 he's given his opinion it's not too bad as he makes out no we do have good fun at work uh, no we've now moved both moved into different roles in separate teams more in our areas of expertise i'd say so don't see as much of each other but as you said, the company is great, the culture is great, and they're really supportive of, supportive of what we do here. So it's a great place to be for us. But that's secretly you trying to get into a completely different team as soon as possible or not? Uh, yeah, as soon as they asked me, I said, uh, as soon as possible, please, um, just to get out of Jake's space. But no, I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, it's the company. They're, they're good at what they're doing there. If they see um, that you've got talents in a different area of the company, they'll move you on to someone that's more suited to you and, and for, for both of us that's what they've done and uh, yeah it's, it's going well so far. You can both kind of speak about it that part-time rugby part-time sort of non-rugby element maybe Jake actually be quite interesting to hear from you first about that because you're obviously so engrossed on a match day away from match day you're all building um, blocks for the coaches to be able to utilise in training and on the field and the next game and injuries and all that kind of stuff. Does having a different focus make you enjoy that more because you can switch off from rugby? Yeah, I love the non-rugby, rugby work-life balance. It's brilliant for me. When I'm here at Bedford, I'm on. And then when, when I'm at working at reception, I'm on there. So it's it's perfect for me. And also working in stats role there. So that suits me perfectly. And it's ideal with the, the mix of both especially by being in Bedford, it works really well. And Will, for you, you're obviously been here a couple of years now. You've been in sort of different stages in terms of that full-time, part-time, all, all that kind of stuff. But you played really well last season, leading kicker until obviously in, injury hampered that. You seem so happy here, I guess. Is that because you've got a very nice work-life balance and you're quite happy with it? Yeah, I think mainly it's because of the the culture of the two places, really, like Bedford, the culture of Bedford's great. It's, it suits the way I want to play. Uh, everyone's got a smile on their face when they're playing here. Uh, Mike's done a great job of doing that, of building that culture there, of just enjoyment. Um, so it doesn't feel like a chore when you come to, to train and play for Bedford Blues. It's not like, oh, I've just done a full day's work now, I've got to go and do more work. It's like, this is, this is fun here. So that's one of the main things why I'm enjoying myself here. Uh, and it's the same at work. It's it's a great balance there. Um, we have days out at work. We have lunches out together. Today, for instance, we had a, an end of summer lunch as a company where it's it's an hour of, you know, just speaking to your colleagues and, and sort of switching off from work for that half an hour, however it is. So, uh, yeah, I think the main reason why I'm so happy is because both places have, have managed to get that culture correct that suits where I want to be and what I want to be doing. Do you try and separate rugby and non, non-rugby non like obviously you would have got in the car today you're obviously both still hyping about Friday's game both got your opinions on that both thoughts on that Saturday you'll be looking towards do you kind of just say to each other do you know what we're gonna have a little bit of separation let's talk about life I mean, our conversations aren't too deep are they really no it's, they're never uh, really that deep no it's just what we did at the weekend played rugby oh nice what did you do yeah yeah watch rugby watch rugby that's generally me yeah <laughs> no it's all right we're we're yeah we're not we're not deep thinkers really we're just go with the flow whatever's whatever's going on really it's not uh nothing too serious which is probably for the best because i don't know if i'd want to talk to a stats man about stats for <laughs> six cardio a week <laughs> um you know i'm going to ask you this question will because i i want to give you the chance to have as much banter as you'd like 
how much does Jake owe you? I think you've got him four different jobs now. Yeah, so I met Jake um, in the depths of a Amazon warehouse. Dreadful. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very very strange environment. This is during lockdown. Um, I was uh, currently I was a bit bored. I had no no training, nothing. So I was looking for a bit of extra cash, a bit of something to do really. And I found Jake in Amazon warehouse. Decided this guy's told me he wants to work as an analyst. So I sorted him out with a role um, at our local rivals. Um, sorted him out some contacts there. Then he said he wanted to move to Bedford. So I got him in contact with Mike here. Then I'm dragging him onto reception. So yeah, it's three roles. And uh, yeah, now a lifetime together. So yeah, God. Lucrative bonus scheme? The only reason I do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you owe me some beers, I think. Yeah, a lot of beers. Definitely some beers. Um, well, boys, it's been great um, catching up. Will, best of luck on Saturday. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you later on in the 2022-23 Championship campaign. Very much, Ryan. It's been a pleasure to be here again, as always. Um, look forward to hopefully some more entertainment on Saturday. Hi Blues fans, Jack Hughes here. Um, hope you're all looking forward to the new championship season and this is a first and last segment with me, Jack Hughes. Your first rugby memory? Um, probably London Broncos v Leeds Rhinos in Perpignan um, when we rugby league were trying to grow the game in France, 2005. First car you owned? Never owned a car because I haven't quite passed my driving test yet. First sporting event you ever attended? Um, probably a Charlton Athletic game when I was really young. Months old. First social media account you check in the morning? Twitter. Always Twitter. First broken bone? Never had a broken bone. Touch wood. Who was your first crush? Whew, that's a good question. No one. I don't fall in love easily. First pet? Never had a pet. It's quite boring, actually. I had a pet rock, but that probably doesn't count. First thing you do after a match? Uh, try and locate a beer of any form. And on to the last. Last thing you bought? Last thing I bought was a Pret uh, on the way up to training today. Last podcast you listened to? Um, it, I sound quite boring. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast ever. The last thing you googled? I just checked that. It's the Barley Mow Pub in Bedford. Me, uh, Tappers, and Ollie went there on Friday night. Last sporting event you attended? London Broncos v Barrow Raiders on Sunday. Last holiday you went on? Uh, Lanzarote, always Lanzarote. Last person you called? Last person I called was Joey Conway, of all people. Last thing you watched on Netflix? Uh, Better Call Saul, the prequel of Breaking Bad. Last song you listened to on Spotify? Moving to New York by the Wombats. And finally, last player you want to share a hotel room with? Definitely Joey Conway. Well, that's all we've got time for on this latest episode of the Blues podcast. Don't forget, there's still plenty of time to get your tickets for Saturday and our home championship opener. Looking a little further ahead, there's only two weeks until Ladies' Day as Blues face Caldy for the first time in history. Head to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets for all the information on upcoming fixtures with a recent announcement that four Bedford Blues women's fixtures will be held with us here at Bedford's Premier Sporting Club throughout the new campaign. There's plenty coming up with off-field events such as Oktoberfest, Christmas parties and much, much more. We hope you're with us to enjoy all the entertainment we've got lined up and look forward to seeing you all at Goldenton Road very soon. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the game on Saturday.